Aloha, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Infinite Cup podcast. You guys are really going to love this one. Today, I have Alexander Hain for all of you. He is the modern health monk on YouTube, author of Master the Day. He is a Chinese medicine doctor. I mean, he's just an amazing guy. I mean, when you watch this guy on YouTube, it is absolutely inspiring when it comes to activating the intuition, really getting to know your life's purpose. Uh, in this episode, we really got into a lot of useful tips for everybody, uh, wherever you are on this path, in order to really get the most out of life, you know, really get upgrades in all aspects of your life. Alex is just a really cool guy, really organic, uh, you know, path that he's on right now. Then it's just awesome to connect with somebody who has their intuition activated, who really is living their purpose and just knows what he's talking about, you know. Uh, just a reminder, thank you all for downloading this podcast wherever you are downloading it, Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Thank you so much. If you want to take two minutes just to leave a review on iTunes in particular, that really helps the rating of the show go up and i'm you know putting a lot of energy into this podcast and i just want to thank you all for being here thank you for purchasing my book the real yoga on amazon thank you for using the affiliate links on my website theinfinitecup.com i have a 2020 maui retreat coming up as you know i live in beautiful hawaii we live on maui and we have a retreat coming up on the first week of february in 2020 so i just want to invite all of you all we have seven spots left currently so really take action right now get over there to the website theinfinitecup.com to learn more details if you want to come hang out with me you know i'm teaching yoga meditation we're going to go all the tropical adventures all the fruit all the amazing food we're going to do a whale watching tour as well really excited to be hosting retreats and just to connect with all of you in person so check it out at theinfinitecup.com and without any further ado here is alex hain and i just having a really good conversation about everything intuition and living your life's purpose Cool. Yeah, we're good to go. Uh, I don't have any like questions or anything written down. My style is just very intuitive. You know, I've been following you for a while. I love all the work you've been doing. Uh, your YouTube channel is amazing. Uh, the book you're putting out, everything that you're doing is just awesome. So I'm just excited to connect with you. And we have a, a similar, you know, mission in life as far as helping others and uh, inspiring others on their purpose and connecting to the intuition and everything. We'll just see where this goes, man. I'm excited to just be here with you. Let's do it. I'm down. Awesome, man. So cool. Well, first off, uh, you know, for people that don't know about you, just give them a little introduction. Let's talk about your book a little bit. Talk about the Modern Health Monk, your YouTube channel, all the magic. I know you went to China. Chinese medicine is a big part of what you do. Let's just give a little brief introduction for people listening and watching. Yeah. So, I mean, the gist, uh, I'm Alex. The gist of what I'm doing is basically through Modern Health Monk is kind of a personal growth approach to improving your life. So it's kind of the intersection if you want to call it spirituality, but I think of it more as self-growth. Yeah. Um, and so it's just the approach for me to most problems in life is just getting better. In other words, internally and externally getting better. And so that's like part of my kind of what I've been working on. And uh, my book Master of the Day is kind of a metaphor written around wellness and weight loss because that was what I had a lot of experience coaching people with. But really, it's a book on how to live a better life and be more conscious um, and at the same time, I've been doing my doctorate in traditional Chinese medicine. So I actually graduate in uh, about eight months. And then it'll be time for me to open a medical practice, probably in California, and 
kind of juggle both and see where, where both excitements lead me. Sweet, dude. That's exciting. That's so exciting. Congratulations on that. And I'm a, yeah, I'm a big fan of Eastern practices and Chinese medicine in general. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll just see where this goes and kind of pick apart all the cool stuff that you're doing. Totally. Awesome. Yeah. So let's just first off, like, how did all this get started for you? Like, how did everything kind of happen? Like, what was the, you know, sincere interest to getting into Chinese medicine in the first place? Yeah, I mean, the short story is that I kind of booked a one-way ticket to China in my early 20s, so almost exactly 10 years ago. I was working a full-time job. My first full-time job was a teacher, a teaching assistant in New York City, or a suburb of New York City. And it was just, it was a good job, but you just have that feeling, the intuition that this is not what you want to do forever. And uh, especially in my 20s, I've always been very, like, a very time-conscious person, meaning I feel a lot of scarcity if I'm not using my life purposely. So it really, it really like gnaws at me. I think more than the way it does an average person. So I figured, what's the one thing I always wanted to do, even if, you know, even if it's dumb and I regret it, I'm like, I was obsessed with Kung Fu movies and like monks and meditation. I was like, screw it. Let me just, let me book a one way ticket to China. (laughs) Like very, very logical. Right. And so I go to China. I lived there for a year. And even though so primarily what I did was I did martial arts like three, four hours a day in a park, like traditional old Chinese styles. The only one that spoke English, only the only white dude there. Yeah. Um, and it made me realize that really martial arts was not my passion. So it made me realize that if there's a topic that I think I like intellectually, but I don't like to do multiple hours a day, it's probably not like the highest excitement. So that was a good lesson. Ended up coming back to the U.S., and after like years of having these little jobs that I just didn't like, that I, I didn't commit to because intuitively I knew this wasn't my thing, but I didn't know what my thing was. I know a lot of people can relate to that. Totally. Uh, so I had all these kind of these jobs, some were full-time, some were half-time. And on the side, I was like, well, what project can I dedicate myself to that even if it's not like my passion, it's something that is something I can direct energy to and something that will grow and every year will get better and better. And I started just at that time, I started blogging um, originally around like how to find purpose in life, but eventually it morphed into, as I was a personal trainer, you know, a very specific domain, which is kind of like where wellness met personal development. And then that evolved into now purely personal development uh, with Modern Health Monk. Awesome, dude. I love that. It's such an organic uh, story there. And it's cool. I love how you mentioned that too, because I I feel very connected to what you said as far as the time and, uh, you know, the preciousness of our human existence and really getting the most out of it. And you really can't settle, you know, I I totally relate with that. And I I do a lot of the similar work too. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, doing what they think they should be doing because they're abiding to the intellect and not really serving, you know, their soul or this greater, you know, purpose that is available to us and really, have to do some soul searching and dig deep in order to figure out what that is so it's just cool you know you have to really let go of that you know rational mind and get into these things so first of all congrats for doing that you know it's something that's not easy i know i mean i've had similar experiences myself and you really have to put all that aside and just go for it and follow that intuition that most people honestly don't even have activated so this just the fact that you you know 
listening to that voice and were guided to do something else is proof that you're on that higher path all around. So first of all, like I said, congrats, because that's, to me, I think a lot of people are stepping into that now through whatever modality and technique, which is awesome. I don't have any judgment there. It's just something that we all need to live by our intuition and not that other, you know, voice that is really just usually tied to, you know, sense gratification, getting that food, getting that thing that really is just a quick fix. It's not really that long-term sustainable thing that we're after, you know? Definitely. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, cool. So let's talk about your book a little bit because I know that's a, a success and that's something that I, um, you know, just giving a little, like, give us a little tidbit as far as how to make that switch. You know, people that are listening that are, like I said, stuck in the intellect that really, you know, want to activate the intuition, want to do this stuff that we're talking about. Like, give us a little tidbit on how to make that a reality. Yeah. So I think for a lot of people, even people that are, that say they're not that intuitive, I think most humans have had this experience of sitting down to dinner on a date and you meet someone that's like everything you want on paper, like super smart, good conversation, good upbringing, good person, super sexy, like whatever. And you just, everything on paper is great, but you don't feel anything. Yeah. And it's confusing the first time it happens. Yeah. It's a really weird experience. Cause you're like, I should like this person, but I don't feel it. And it's really weird. That by itself is the intuition versus the intellect. And I think most people can, you know, can really relate to that experience. And the same is true in work where it's like, you know, we get the job because it has prestige, it's safe, secure. Maybe our parents or society wants it. We don't really like, we don't really like it that much though, to be honest. (laughs) And so I think the, the first thing that I would do is that I had to retrain in myself was just understanding like thoughts versus intuitions. And intuitions are not emotions in my experience. That's like a yep. felt sense. And I think some people, they, they think that intuition is an emotion. Like they're like, oh, I felt a fear around that guy. And that to me is a reaction or a belief at, that follows the intuition. Like maybe this is a, a woman trying to date this guy and she has a lot of unconscious or subconscious beliefs around all her relationships ending poorly or she gets rejected yep. a lot. Um, so for me, it was if I sit with the decision, like, You know, if you're like almost all of us have really developed intellects because it's what we've been trained and indoctrinated to do. And so I find that if you go on a date, let's just make it simple, the date analogy, but the date could be your work. If you go on that, like actually go home and write down what you felt because like in your, your head is going to be like, yeah, like this is pretty cool. But like write down how you felt on that date or in that interview or when you're working on this project. And then what you feel is going to be the actual true barometer of the connection to it. And I think we forget that if we don't, if we don't feel that connection now, we're never going to feel a connection to it. Yeah, <laughs> Especially exactly. with work. Like we think that like, okay, if I'm more successful or if I'm like, like I can eventually like it, right? Like we try to convince ourselves mm-hmm. and if we have to convince ourselves at all, that means it's not a 10 out of 10. Yes. There's no, there's none of that intuitive resonance. Like when you go on the date and you like, when you go on one of those amazing dates with somebody, you come home and you're like, you just can't stop talking about them. They call your friend. You're like, dude, I met this awesome girl. It was crazy. We talked about all this stuff. Like you just, everyone knows that feeling and everyone yeah. knows a friend that's experienced that. Yeah. So if you don't experience that with like your work soulmate, then like I would say do what you can to have, you know, your basic needs met, but keep looking for that thing and practice retraining intuition by focusing on, you know, how you feel in your body instead of how you're thinking about a topic. 
Yes, I love that. I love how you put that. Very well said. It's right. It's hard to, in the beginning, decipher between those emotions and then your actual feelings. And it's, that's where things can get bottled up and stored and you just get caught in those programs and belief systems rather than really living your purpose. To me, the way that I, would, that I talk about this is kind of like the dance between the head and the heart, right? It's like you have this thought and it's like, okay, I want to go travel. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go do this thing. And that's in your heart and you're feeling it and you love it. But all of a sudden the mind, you know, the head catches up and it's like, wait, you have this responsibility. What about how much is it going to cost? And what are you going to do? about? And it's just this clutter, clutter, you know, rambling snowball effect. And it really takes some discipline in order to, you know, anchor yourself in the heart and go after that thing that you, you know, were originally set for rather than listening to that head, you know, that logical, rational thinking is there. And I, you know, I feel like it's created for survival mechanisms. It's just not really serving the highest good of all, right? That's really what I like the mantra that I like to use, like what's in line with the highest good of all, as far as bringing that practice because you can feel it you know you can feel that resistance whether it's the the day situation the you know partner or your workplace like you can feel that resistance because it's not in line with the highest good of all it's like okay yeah i could do this job and i can you know getting paid and have a roof over my head all that's great but there's still something more there's something lingering over me and i need to just follow that so you're really having the courage to do that is where the magic is in life and not so much in you know paying the bills and doing all of those other things that are kind of surface value Right. And I think part of it, what I've noticed is it's easy to ignore intuition because we don't understand it. Yeah. There's a, a saying in uh, Florence Shin's book, um, The Game of Life and How to Play It. And she says, uh, intuition is a spiritual faculty that points the way, but doesn't explain. Yes. So you don't get an explanation. You just get a feeling. Yeah. And so it's very easy to talk yourself out of it because you're like, no, 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 no. Look at how awesome this girl is. She's like super smart, super nice hottest person I've ever seen in my life. Like this job pays me six figures, but you don't, you don't get an explanation. You yeah. just get like a transmission of something. Yeah. And so I think for a lot of us, for me, certainly the trick was, let me just do an experiment and just let me see what happens if I trust it. And then let me actually track the outcome. Like a hundred days from now, did it work out better or did it work out worse? And then you can even trick your, your logical mind to be like, whoa, this is another form of, of information gathering that's picking up something. I don't know what, but. No, you're totally right. I mean, I love this the way you're talking about it too, because it's like a scientific method, you know, that you're bringing this into. And that's what's happening right now, you know, in this age. It's like all this mysticism, all these things we could talk about with yoga and, and things that I'm involved with. But really what I want to do is, you know, demystify all this stuff with, you know, science. You know, that's really what's happening right now is we can use our intuition and still, you know, make that six-figure income and do all those things and be in line with your purpose. It's not about, you know, settling. It's not about getting in, you know, to these things. You can do it all is the point I'm getting at here you know, and it's not about, you know, really succumbing to that thing that you think you have to do or who your peers or family members who you think you have to do. It's usually something a lot deeper and it takes some energy to, you know, really decipher what that is for the individual because it's not the same for everybody. I love what you're talking about with the intuition too, because it's like, if you were to get all the answers, right, you wouldn't follow it. That's not what trust is. (laughs) I agree that it's, it's not either or. So even if you believe you can only have one or the other, that's a belief right there. That's not true. Yep. That's also part of me with the intuition has been digging up all the beliefs that are associated with, why would I not trust it? Okay, there's a belief that I can't trust it. What's that belief behind? Like there's just so many layers. And also the either or, like you can only have someone, who, you can only have a partner who's a good person, but not attractive or like attractive person with poor character. You know, like none of these things are really true. It's just yep. that it's easy for the mind to, to grasp onto simple dichotomies like that, that it must be this or this. And yeah. it's, it's, 
it's easy for like a quotable, but it's just who wants that limited life? Exactly. I feel like people are it's just settling. That's the only word I can think of. You know, it's like they're just living in that comfort, living in that bubble. Sure, you know, the bills are getting paid, all those things. It's just like you're going to bed at night and you're still thinking about what you could be doing. So that's really where the magic is in life. That's where I think people, you know, are fully gonna get activated. That's where it happened for myself. And it's not until you fully take that leap of faith, you know. We mentioned those key words already, like trust and faith. Like that's really where it comes down to, and you have to really believe in that that system otherwise it's not going to work so i like what your vocabulary because everything is rooted in our belief systems i mean that's something that i think isn't talked about enough and like that's the cage you know that's you're putting on yourself that's limiting your potential right there is our belief system and uh, for me it would be meditation as far as an actual technique to address it like what are you doing about that belief system because you know you're limiting yourself you just don't know what to do about it right so what would that be for you like you know you you know you're not happy you know your job sucks and you could be doing more, but like, what do you actually do about it? Yeah. So do you mean in terms of like the beliefs behind that? Yeah. Or like a practice, like what, like, you know, for example, we already talked about a little bit, but journaling, right. would be an example. Like that is a, a way to, you know, graph or chart exactly what you're doing. And then that way you have a little tool that you can use that says, oh, you know, you're right. When I ate this or did this certain thing, I didn't feel good. And 10 days later I feel great. So now it's like, okay, just don't eat that thing or stop going to that job or stop hanging out with that person. And then you're going to get that upgrade. So just, I'm curious, any other, uh, you know, tools that, you know, like journaling or something, that is going to help people kind of decipher between the intellect and the intuition? I think a big one is, like you said, most of us are not trained to trust, right? I mean, that's like the, that trusting, that faith, the surrender, that is a hard muscle to train if you have not already. That can, because it's it's what you're dealing with is fear. And that's like the most primal instinctual thing that the, just the, the whole animal organism is designed to survive is through fear. And all, a lot of our culture, a lot of our society is just feeds on that fear as well. And obviously the fear is the thing, like almost any emotion, fear more than anything else can instantly change your physiology. Yes. More so than like even happiness, sadness, like fear just like, it just stops you. Yeah. Right. I mean, fear can be so severe that a soldier can literally poop his pants and piss himself. Oh yeah. Still but that's how strong fear is. It just pulls like that. Yep. I think it's, for me anyways, like I just had such a hard time deprogramming the intellect and I had to, I had to treat them like they were thought experiments. Mm -hmm. Like I, because I can't trust this enough, I can't surrender enough. I can't let go enough. Let me just see what would happen. And I had to use that as like a thought experiment to convince myself. Like for me, a hard one in my business was I built this. So it was so hard for me to get here because I didn't follow my intuition and it was a real grind. I cannot let it go. Like I can't let it fail. I just, I just, oh God, it was so much effort and stress and time and years to get to where I am. I cannot let go if something's not working. So the fear was it's all going to just, you know, go to hell and all my work is going to just go away. So I said, all right, for a hundred days, I'm just going to closely watch my business, for example, my work life or relationship, whatever it is. And let me just see if I just try to surrender more, allow more, especially the things I don't like or that are not going well, let me see if they take their own course, what happens. And then I realized, hey, you know, not only did things not implode, but I had one of my best months ever in my business and I was the most disconnected from it. So that separated that linear thinking that I have to be there or working hard for it to be the most successful. That really like, like exploded a belief, just like, you know, the woman for the first time that meets a guy that has it all and is not 
you know, a narcissist or a manipulative or an abuser, that shatters that belief that, whoa, there are some men like that that are what I want. Yeah. And I think for me, that's the thing that's worked the best for opening that possibility somewhere like in my consciousness that it can be this way has been like, all right, I don't know if I really trust this concept, but I'm just going to try like a surrender experiment for hundred days. And let me just see where it goes. And that has worked so well for me specifically. Like, I mean, the results of that are usually so tangible emotionally right away. Yes. When you're late, you're like, all right, I'm not going to rush like mad. Like I usually do. All right. I was stressed over waiting to hear back from this job interview. Let me just assume if this doesn't work out, there's going to be something even better. Or if it doesn't work out with this person I thought was the one, then maybe that wasn't the one. And there's going to be something even better for both of us. Just trying the belief out and just tracking it and realizing cool. All right. So the world definitely didn't end and here like something cooler even happened. And that's for me personally, that's been the only way I've been able to like convince myself for lack of a better word. I love that. No, I love that. My, my whole key phrase is let go, surrender and repeat. That's like my uh, analogy, my mantra for everything, you know, because what's happening is we are in the way of our own potential, right? Like all those gifts, all those upgrades that people want is coming from the universe itself. It's not like you tangibly doing it, right? And I love how you, you know, worded that with the surrender experiment, because it's like, it's not until you get yourself out of the way, see, for the universe to just provide all of this for you. And then all of a sudden you get these upgrades and you see it happening right in front of you. You're like, wait, whoa, I, I'll, what did I do here? You know? So it's that surrender process. It's that letting go it's really, you know, getting away of what you think works and just allowing this energy to come through you. So that's beautiful. And it's something that we can apply, you know, to any aspect of our life, relationship, business, um, anything. So it's really uh, what I would call like a spiritual technique or a meditation, you know, that you can do consciously because I think people, you know, don't understand the concept of free will. You know, the universe is just giving you everything, right? We have free will. Just the fact that we're talking about it proves we have free will. <laughs> so uh, you're going to put that own limitation on yourself. So whatever you can do to, you know, have that intention and stay in line with your doing, it's not about just, you know, quitting your job and going doing something extreme that's completely different. It's about really observing yourself and seeing where you can connect those dots to where it all adds up to something that's going to create that transformation at the end. So it's cool, isn't it? It's like a fun process. So I'm curious, um, just give us a little story or something kind of in the beginning where, because it, right, it's not uncomfortable, right? It's very uncomfortable in the beginning when you, you know, have to detach and let go of these things that you think is working you know so give us a little story or something that were you know the pry bar was opened up and all of a sudden you're exposed to this new you know environment that you weren't used to for me a big one was actually coming to youtube so what people yeah. don't know is i had a business for three years already uh, i just quit my job because i just replaced my income through blogging and i was just hitting the wall where i was just not my, t my content was all weight loss, which is not my passion, but I figured like I was in the head and I was like, business teachers are like, take a skill, you know, I was a personal trainer, teach what people want, which is weight loss. Cause even though I was writing about wellness articles, which I like a lot more, everyone just asked me weight loss questions. So yeah. I was like, screwed, man, I'm screwed. Like I got to write about weight loss all day. Yeah. And, but I hit the wall three years of writing weight loss articles just drained me. And I was just like, the intention was I need to just do something new in my business. And I was already dedicating a third of my workday to just like exploration, any topic that or project that resonated like the, like Google has this 20% free time where they allow their engineers to work on a free project related yeah. to the company. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just started shooting a YouTube video and I found that it was easier for me to get out than writing because I could just tell stories. Yeah. 
And then sure enough, like the first video I shot got like two comments, which for me was like hugely gratifying. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh cool. Like that, that like feedback on, that's what I love the most about YouTube is you get feedback way earlier than a blog. And so I was like, this is cool. Like people reply right away. They can tell me what they want if they don't like it. This is fun. So I just shot a video a week for maybe for like a year or nine months. And at the end of like, it was like July, I just entered my doctorate in Chinese medicine. I think I had about 10,000 YouTube subscribers. And I didn't, I don't, again, I don't follow anyone on YouTube. I still really don't. And I didn't then. So I didn't know anything about YouTube. I didn't know anyone who made a living off YouTube. Uh, I just, of course, I assumed like if you have a million followers, you probably make a lot of money. And I was just like, I didn't know how the pieces would connect to my business. And I was not making a lot of money. I was making like the, for me, what would be like the poverty level to live. Like I could pay my rent and eat and that's it. So I was really in a stressed out place. And I was just like, all right, let me just see what happens. And by pure coincidence, I went to a party one night, which was uh, my girlfriend at the time, her friend's younger brother. He was like eight years old. And he's like, dude, you have 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. You're famous, man. And I was like, really? That's a lot on YouTube? And he's like, hey, dude, you're like famous. And I'm like, all right. He's like, you should put ads on your, your videos. And I was like, how do I do that? And like, I literally had an eight-year-old show me. I'm like, I'm like 20. And so this kid shows me. Literally, I start school September. And October, I activated ads in YouTube. And then... November, I literally had a video go viral. And so I went from making no dollars on YouTube to 1,500 a month for no work that I had, like it was just a random video that I'm not even that proud of. (laughs) But all of a sudden, this thing like almost doubled my business overnight and I wasn't doing anything more. And I was just like, I was like a crazy man. I'm like running around my tiny, (laughs) tiny bedroom. I'm like, this is crazy. This is so much money. Like what, what, this is nuts. And of course, like with YouTube, it doesn't stay there forever, but just that possibility. Like I liked the work, the audience was liking it. All this extra money came out of nowhere. That was like Pandora's box for me. Like crazy, crazy uh, confirmation of that principle of just exploring things like just leaning in and just seeing what happens. Dude, that's so awesome. Yeah, I have a similar story too. And that's just the power of when you fully let go and surrender, right? Like that's that's kind of the message that I got there because when you do that, you um, are open to the possibilities that the universe can provide because I feel like every time we try to control the situation, especially intellectually, we're, we're capping our own potential. It's like you're doing this, you have this job, you everything. It's like, and that's it. That's all you think you can do. But it's only until you open yourself up and, you know, YouTube or any social media platform, you're like you're just, you know, opening yourself up to the world and you're allowing this energy to come through and the possibilities are endless like you don't know what's going to happen i mean i feel like everybody has a similar story especially on youtube it's like that video that you make that you put all your energy into and it's got the good shots and you you have a good content and everything that's not going to go viral it's going to be it's going to be the never does same same thing happened to me i mean the video i just spiked and all of a sudden like i'm I'm getting subscribers like crazy and all of a sudden it's like whoa what happened here and it's funny because the more i try to wrap my head around it the more I get lost in like the oomph of the channel of all the stuff that I'm doing in the first place. So it's a very delicate balance of like, you know, being present, showing up, doing what you do, staying anchored into what that is. At the same time, the only word I can think of is non-attachment, you know, like don't being attached to any of it. Because like I said, the more you try to control it with your head, the more it's going to get lost into, you know, numbers and this and all this other stuff. And that's like, takes away the magic of exactly
exactly what you're doing in the first place, right? Totally. I think something I just thought about today, actually, do you know Sonia Choquette? I don't. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like a, a psychic that has a, like a family lineage of these kind of practices. Cool. And he said this, her ultimate manifesting practice, she doesn't do visualization or affirmation. She just expects it to happen. So she just expects it. And then she says, universe, I can't wait to see what completely unpredictable way you give me this. Yeah. And that is, if you can do the surrendering part, that is like the most intoxicating experience because you're living every it day. Excited. But if you do it the, the wrong way, every day you're living in fear, right? Yeah. So if you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get that. And of course, the hardest thing is usually with money because we need money. Like, frankly, for me, that's the hardest thing. And so I I would recommend people to start with a secure job, but you don't have to worry. And then on the end, you know, in your free time, explore until that replaces it. But I loved her her kind of teaching there that she's just like, because intuition is so nonlinear. You don't know how it's going to happen, where it's going to come from. But the assurance is that it will happen and it often will be a shortcut, which is the crazy part. It may not happen for a year, but then when it does, it's like you just like tapped into some weird timeline change where all of a sudden yep. it's like, oh, we're right here. Let's do this. And it's going to happen immediately. Yep. That's oh, yeah. a very unique experience. I like how you put that. I mean, I look at it as like vertical timelines versus lateral, like the linear timelines. So it's, you know, we could talk about dimensions and other kind of things. We don't have to go there. I'm just saying it's, de- it's true because, you know, our third dimensional perspective is very limiting as far as what's happening in this greater, you know, energy that we have access to. And the more you can surrender, the more you can let go and get out of the way, the more you're opening yourself up to these possibilities. And that's the practice. And yes, money is the hardest part with this. I agree with you with that too, because we we all have to live and be in this world and provide and you know contribute in our own unique way it's just it's just that pendulum it's like is that in the you know swing that's benefiting you or is it pulling you down like are you so obsessed with it you know to me the more i catch myself in that moment where i'm obsessed about views or subscriber counts or money or whatever that number is it's like i said taking away from the magic so you really have to have that discipline to catch yourself there and be like okay you know what this isn't good. This doesn't feel good in my body. I'm getting anxiety. I'm getting, I'm not feeling better. So do the opposite of that. And it's not going to, you know, sound good on paper or in the intellect at all. It's just, that's really the road that you need to take in that moment and just see where it goes. Like you just don't know where it goes. That's where you have to step into the faith big time. Yeah. And because a lot of things we can't predict anyway, it's like, even if you imagine, even in the business realm, because we're talking about money, the startups that have millions and millions of dollars with the world's smartest people still fail at like 80, 90%. Yeah. Like all these people that have the most Ivy league schools with all the most connections with all the money, they still fail. And there were a dozen and a half companies emulating what YouTube does. Yeah. But why did YouTube, why was it the one that hit it? So there's this weird timing to life where you don't know why you met your partner at that time. And a month before wouldn't have been good. And a month after wouldn't have been good. I mean, the last girl I seriously dated met on Craigslist. Yeah. Like I posted an ad for a photographer and there was like a, just a synchronicity there. Yeah. How like, there's no way to account for that. There's no way I could have found her through a logical method. And so the more like you just play with it, the more you realize that there's just so many unknowns in life. It's true. That's true. I feel like it's finally um, coming full circle because, for example, uh, you know, with college debt, student debt, things like that, it's like people like what I'm getting to is the answers aren't in the intellect, like the 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 success and all those things. It's not going to come from that huge degree and all that stuff that you do. Yes, it'll help you if it's in line with your path and your passion. The problem is most people aren't doing that. That's in line with their passion, right? Like how many doctors are really happy, you know, performing surgeries or whatever, like they don't really enjoy 
enjoy what they're doing. They're just there because of the money and vice versa. And you, that's why you don't feel good when you go to the doctor. You feel that disconnect. You know, you're not connecting to a person. It's kind of missing, you know. And that's just one analogy for anything because, you know, we all want the good, especially when you, you know, become a parent. It's like you want, you know, your, your kids to do the best and be successful and all of those things. So really the best thing you can do is just get out of the way and let them figure it out. You know, that's the most challenging part, but you, you just have to do it. So um, that's happening right now. I feel like just because, for example, like Google, uh, you know, big companies, like they don't even require college degrees anymore, right? So it's like, I think they understand that and they are after the most, uh, you know, creative way. And especially right now with this social media, you know, age that we live in, look how fast things change, you know? Like you mentioned being unpredictable and it's like, it's more unpredictable than ever. And you can't uh, try to do this if, if even if you tried sort of thing. The key word that you hit the nail on the head word was uh, synchronicity. I think at the end of the day, that's what we need to follow that moment right there to me that word it's like when you feel that synchronicity when you have that moment that's when you need to let go of whatever you thought was working and just keep doing more of that because that's the universe giving you a little energy and be like okay you need to just check this out dude otherwise you're going to miss out on something really important later on down the road the problem is most people don't have that voice activated and it's it's simply just dormant and they're just in their bubble going to work eating going to bed what you know in this like machine kind of way and they don't you know allow themselves that opportunity so for me and my success things that i've done it's like the more i've kind of gone against what the the norm was is when i you know got those messages and really just followed them and it's allowed me to really take action to create the results that i have now yeah i what's cool is i i've had a really interesting experience lately where in a lot of my 20s i kind of had like a dark night of the soul from like 22 to almost 29 and what I realized the main thing that precluded that was the lack of listening to my intuition. And so what happened was I had, I had a spiritual journal for like almost 15 years since I was 12 and I read back through it a random day. Like this started the whole synchronicity train again. And I was just like, wow, every one of my entries is like, Oh, I had this crazy coincidence. And then I thought back at 29, I was like, I don't think I've had a coincidence in like seven years. Mm. And then I was like, Whoa. So then at 29, I started doing these exercises to listen to my intuition again. And now I have them like three times a day. Yes. So it's listening and they're like, I literally don't have any coincidence in my life ever. It can be retrained if you listen to intuition and implicitly trust it. Yes. And that was really, really validating for me because I just created an intuitive journal. Like it's on Evernote. I have it on my phone. I use it every day. Anytime I feel something that is like, that would be cool. Like, yes, that's the intuition signature for me. And then I just write it down and I act on it. And then sure enough, I also will track synchronicities at this point, I don't have to, but I started tracking them in a journal yeah. to just be like, whoa, it is happening a, a lot more. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good. I, I know what you mean. I did the same thing in the beginning and it's like it helps validate it. It helps really, you know, cement that in and then you know what to look for and you see the synchronicities and you can just take action right there without even questioning it. You know, I feel like in the beginning, there's definitely uh, that path that comes up, but you're you it's like the wolf analogy, right? It's like whatever voice that you're feeding is that wolf and it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. So the logical mind is such a big wolf that all of a sudden you, you're getting this download from the universe and the logical mind just 
boom, shuts it down right there. Like, nope, you can't do that because of this and this responsibility or whatever you need to do. And it's a matter of, like I said, taking yourself out of that equation and feeding that wolf that is going to provide the results that you might think. Because what's funny is every time like I thought something was going to work out, the universe provided something so much bigger, like so much more you know, expansive and so much more rewarding than the thing that I was thinking of in the first place, you know? So I almost feel like the more I can, you know, get out of my head, the greater results I'm going to get. <laughs> and it's cool. If you look at the lives of a lot of really successful people, like even if the listener here just wants like, they just want to make a lot of money. Yeah. You look at the lives of like Michael Jackson, Oprah, all these people early in their career, Stan Lee, the creator of one of the Marvel, I think it's Marvel. Yeah. You just look at their early life. And I used to read a lot of biographies and it's just, you look at the time where they were like flipping burgers or they had like their menial job. And that was usually when they were listening to the mind, like the mind, which is fear, typically yeah. fear slash practicality. Yeah. And then you imagine if they never trusted their intuition. Imagine if they never, ever listened to it. They never took a chance. Like yeah. they never would have become the icon they were in their field. Yeah. Even like for one, there's the deep fulfillment of doing what you want. But there's also what if there is something higher, which is like this is like some kind of dharma you ha you're supposed to fulfill, but yeah. no one's forcing you to fulfill it. And it's like, imagine if you were Michael Jackson and stayed flipping burgers and there were billions of people that never heard your music or never were impacted. Or, I mean, it's, it's hard to believe like, just like the saying, the greatest entrepreneur that ever lived is in a grave somewhere because they never had the guts to take the chance on that dream. So true. It, it makes you wonder. It really does. That's what I think about the, you know, infinite realities that are available to us. Like there's that reality right now where yes, Michael Jackson stayed flipping burgers and that's it. And then no one heard his music and that's a completely different world than the one that we're living now. So it's important to just re give yourself that reminder, you know, for everybody watching and listening, it's like there are infinite realities out there. It's just a matter of like your perception, you know? Um, and that's where, I mean, meditation is the word that comes to mind that just allows you to perceive reality in a different way, right? Because we feel so closed and trapped you know what i mean like when you're stuck in that fear it's like you don't have that choice and i'm like always reminding people you know whether it's through coaching or whatever i do it's like you have the choice like you have the power to create that change right now it's just the all the suffering is coming from your own mind from your own creation so it's a tricky uh balance in the beginning but once you have that solidified then you're good like then you know what to pay attention to i feel like the best recipe is you know once you have that actual uh, vision come through and you take action that's when you're going to get more you know people are missing on the action part like i'm certified in uh, raja yoga kriya yoga it just means action right karma just means action so it's like if you don't follow through with the action you're you're like sitting on the sidelines you know and just watching the game go by you could be that one getting the touchdown every day it's just you, you know people are literally on the sidelines just watching life go by and what i've seen is like people you know are 60 or 70 and then they drop off their career and then go do what they love like oh i started farming because i'm a retired school teacher now and i'm done with that so now i can really do what i want in life and farming uh for me i've spent a lot of time in alaska where it's beautiful and pristine and there's a lot of you know people that are 70 80 that are like you know seeing alaska and they're like oh this is beautiful and like you know you can tell it's like this desperation like oh they have to see alaska before they die because it's this last thing you know and i was looking at that every day going like oh my god i don't want that to be me you know i just i want to be doing all of those things right now 
and never get into that place where I think I have to do something as a prerequisite. You know, you can do all of those things that you you know put your heart into, that you put your heart into as far as trusting, not so much like forcing it. So,、um, yeah, it's interesting. Like I said, that balance, especially in the beginning, because we feel like、um, that's the programming, right? I feel like Standard America just programs us to get a job and then provide for the machine or the man, whatever, and then that's it. It's like everyone's gonna hit that wall eventually. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how pretty the girl is or whatever. Anything rooted in that materialism isn't gonna get you very far in life. Yeah, and this is a great quote from one of my favorite personal development guys, Earl Nightingale, where he says it's really common for, let's say, a guy that retires and he retires and starts doing what he loves, and in five years has had more success than his entire career combined. And so that's that whole. It's not only when you're excited will you work harder and you'll be more creative.、Yeah. You're resilient. You attract all kinds of other things. If you like, if you want to talk about vibration, like that excitement is one of the highest things. The love and excitement is just. You're just a draw in everything. I mean,、yeah. just talking to someone that's passionate about what they do is such a rare thing in the、yeah. world that it's contagious. It's like、yeah. everyone is just so humdrum. When you find one person that loves what they do, you're way more likely to to do business with them, to interact with them, to date them, all the things. Yeah, it's true, hundred percent. That heart is、uh, contagious, a hundred percent. And we just live in a world where it's all in the head. It's very、um, heady, you know. It's very、uh, conducive for the head. It's not conducive for our soul, for our heart, for our longing in life. And it's because of all these responsibilities and attachments that we think we, you know, need. In reality, it's this other thing that's behind the veil. And the veil is put there for a reason. You know, we have to actually overcome that. You know,、uh, I love like analogies, like a lobster or anything crustacean. It's like that stress is. Is what creates that crack in the shell, and then they have to leave the shell in order to go get a new one, right? So it's something that you, you know, what I'm saying is it's wired in nature, you know, in every living organism, every living thing. It's it's all kind of genetically wired within us. It's just our environment. That's the biggest thing I can, you know, contribute. I think the environment is what's keeping us in that limited potential. Like for you, you know, getting. The one-way ticket to China. I mean, that just frees you of everything. See, I mean, it's like you have to take action in a way that changes your environment, that supports your growth, instead of blaming yourself. We all have that judging mind that just wants to blame, blame, blame. But if you just blame your environment and put yourself in a place where you can thrive rather than survive, then you're going to really start seeing these results come through. Yeah, so cool, man.、Uh, let's see. I'm gonna see if any other tips that we can give people listening, because I know I I get all these questions all the time. And for me, the way that I look at it, it's like you're either living by that intellect or you're living by the intuition. Like that's it. Like it's kind of black or white, you know.、Uh, like for me, I wake up every day, I meditate, I I listen to that intuitive voice, and I know what I need to take action on. Like I'm just simply asking the universe, and then I get this download, and then I take action. And it's just like every day. And when I find myself in uncomfortable situations, that's when I need to. Let go, surrender, and repeat, and that's kind of like my navigating field for life. So,、um, just any other you know tidbits that you can give people listening that are stuck right now in their head, they're not happy in life, they know that their job sucks, they know that everything they're doing, but they just need some sort of tool in order to you know take that leap of faith. Like, what what would that tool be? There's a really good picture that goes around on Instagram, and it shows like a Venn diagram, and it says discipline and surrender. And in the middle, it shows flow. I think that's really, really underrated because、yeah. I've personally coached probably at least three hundred people one on one. More than that in group settings. And honestly, the biggest thing I see is that people really just don't do anything.、Yeah. Frankly, like I feel like there are even probably more people that know what they want to do but are not doing it 
yeah. than there are people who are just like really genuinely don't even know how they feel. Yeah. And I think what's really important is to be really honest with yourself about if you said that what you really feel attracted to is writing a book, have you spent the last 30 days writing a book? Yes. <laughs> yes. I am a big fan. That's why I'm such like a brutally honest guy is because, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of just messages online to be more self-compassionate and we should, but we should also be very real and we should hold ourselves accountable. Yeah. Much like I, I think the ideal parent is the one that's conscious and they're supportive of what you want, but they're firm. Yeah. And that means demanding. So I think we need to understand what we want and be tolerant with ourselves, but also demanding and say that I, I resonated with, I want to write a book. I want to build a business. I want to go to China, but the majority of people will just leave those as nice ideas yeah. rather than holding themselves accountable and saying, you know, I wanted to write a book, but I haven't even written one minute in the last 10 days. Yeah. I think that's the real, a big epidemic. And even behind that are beliefs and stories and all kinds of things like yeah. who is, who am I to write a book or what happens after It's just a lot of worrying about what's next. Yeah. And a lot of those doors will automatically open themselves and the wrong ones will automatically close themselves when you start taking action. And it's tempting to think that, you need to figure it all out before you begin, which again is the mind. Yep. But it's like each thing. Like I never in a million years thought I'd write a book. Now I've got a couple of them and I'll have a new one out in two years. Like no, I never thought I'd do YouTube. I didn't know, like none of these things were on my radar. Yeah. But it was because I stacked the first brick through action. And even though the first brick wasn't my intuitive brick, it was, yeah. this sounds like a good idea. But then I adapted and I started feeling those open doors that were coming to me. And that's what led me to the next brick, the next brick. And then the book was really exciting. That was my intuition. And it's performed awesome in impact and in income. And then each, each time you lay that brick with action and intuition combined, the next brick will then reveal itself to you. So I wish that would be my message for sure, to just be honest with you feel what you feel attracted to, but now you really have to track yourself to make sure you're accountable and you really are doing something. Because even the perfect download about, the right person, the right workout, the thing I'm supposed to do in my life, nothing changes unless you quit flipping burgers and you go start creating music. Yep. So dude, well said. That was beautiful. Uh, that I could not agree with you more. And it's the same thing. I mean, I never thought I'd be making YouTube videos or writing books or any of this stuff. And now it's happened and here I am living it. So it's definitely not what you think is going to happen. And just like I said, let go and surrender and repeat. Otherwise, you're going to just stay in that bubble. Uh, you know, you, you hit all the keywords there. I think uh, honesty is something that is uh, taken for granted. I mean, not everybody like we live in such a world like, you know, even the common gesture like, hi, how are you doing? Like no one's present. No one really knows what they are saying, you know, they're like just talking mindlessly and really, uh, you know, people are desperate for that connection. You know, that's what we're missing in our modern world. And, uh, you know, so you, honesty, the accountability is huge because nobody, you know, wants to actually follow through with it. They just want the instant download, right? They want the drive-through method. They want the recipe or the smoothie, the superfood, whatever is going to give them that instant fix instead of this, you know, approach that really takes commitment and really challenging yourself and for me it's like i had to embrace all of those things like embrace the challenges embrace this process and it was only until then to where i started receiving these upgrades so you really have to put in the work you know that's the one thing that you can't do for anybody else right i don't care how who, tony robbins i don't care who you are as far as a coach it's like yes you can show people the way but they have to you know drink the water themselves you know and that's where i feel like we're living right now is this uh, you know big desperation because you know 
people's souls are dying you know <laughs> they're not doing what they want and i just uh i see it i see it you know everywhere i go and i just want to help people you know what i mean that's at the end of the day it's like you have this transformation within yourself and that's all you kind of want to do is help others that's it i mean it's kind of inevitable right yeah. totally agree with you yeah well cool man um this has been awesome i don't want to take too much of your time this has been really good um, i'm excited about everything that you're doing um this gives me a lot of ideas too as far as what people can take action on because like i said i talk about this stuff every day and i'm going to continue talking about it because people like yourself are living it so it's just you know more energy more productivity that we can produce to get people in the right direction it's it's all good so how can uh, how can people find you let's plug your youtube channel and your book and all the magic that you're putting out into the universe yeah best ways you can google or go to youtube type in modern health monk um and if you guys want to learn more about the philosophy i have which is one part being careful of the story you tell yourself and one part the habits to take my book master of the days on amazon and uh if the people here listening if they get it they just shoot me an email to alexander at modernhealthmonk.com i put together like an hour or an hour and a half of bonus training and some worksheets they can get for free too so awesome yeah perfect brother that's perfect yeah i really resonate with everything that you're doing uh, i'll put links to all of this too in the show notes in the description of the video so it will be good there uh, and yeah just thank you for everything that you're doing keep up the good work man because what i've noticed is this is endless like this is infinite right like what you what you think is capable is only a small fraction of what you know the universe can provide for us definitely yeah thanks for having me man i appreciate it awesome brother we'll enjoy the rest of your day namaste Take care.